Welcome to another episode of the Brilliant Brands Show. In this episode, I unpack rule number three for building a brilliant church brand. Welcome to the Brilliant Brands Show. I'm Justin Keller, former accidental marketer and creative director turned church branding expert and entrepreneur. Each episode, I'm unpacking the strategies that I've used to help churches all across America make their story, their brand visuals, and their marketing so brilliantly clear that it's impossible to ignore them. And now, it's your turn. I hope you're ready to challenge the way you see things, rebel against complacency, comfort, and conformity, and find your untold brilliance. Now, let the show begin. Welcome to this episode of the Brilliant Brand Show. I'm Justin Keller, your host, and I just wanted to start out the show by saying thank you. Thank you to those of you who are listening to this right now, wherever you are this week, today, and checking this out. Thank you for taking the time to listen to it. And then I just appreciate that you're letting me even speak into what you're doing as a church. Uh, if, if you don't agree with everything, that's okay. I just hope that, you know, a few of these things will spark some thoughts for you. You don't have to apply everything, I, but I do know that if you apply these thoughts and these principles, it really could help change the way that uh, your effectiveness as a church, the way that you communicate and market your church. And so just thanks for being open to these thoughts and these ideas. And also a huge thank you to every single one of you that have gone out and you've subscribed, you've rated and reviewed the show. I love seeing your feedback. I know that it took effort. It took time for you to go do that. So I appreciate that. If you haven't done that yet, I would just ask you to go over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the show. The feedback really does matter whether it's good or bad. It helps me understand if this is even helping you, what it's doing for you. And so thank you in advance for, for doing that. Now, this is the show where every single episode, my goal is simple. I want to help you learn the strategies that I've applied and practiced for years with working with churches and helping them make the brand story, brand visuals, and marketing impossible to ignore. And I want to make that possible for you and your church inside of these episodes. And so um, we're going to do that again this week, of course. And the way I'm going to do that this week is by talking about rule number three for building a brilliant brand. And these episodes, uh, this episode in particular, is a continuation from where I talked about rule number one and rule number two in the previous episodes for building a brilliant brand. And they're all based on my book, Rebel Brands, which you can find at rebelbrandsbook.com. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes, episode that talked about you know rule number one for building a, brand, a brilliant brand and then rule number two. Now, you don't have to go back and listen to those before you can listen to this episode. So we're going to get into rule number three in just a little bit. But I wanted to give you a little bit of context before I keep going into this and any further. And in chapter three, rule number three, uh, I focused a little bit on uh, brand awareness and the concept of brand awareness. And it's always been a little bit of a funny thing for me trying to figure out uh, you know, when is it worth it? What type of brand awareness is worth it? Um, and just how effective is it? Now, I know it's vital and you probably understand it's vital, um, but it's, it's been a wrestle for me trying to figure out how do we create brand awareness and, and, and see the, the most use of our, our resources and, and just see the, the best results for our brands, our churches. And so uh, brand awareness, really quick. I, I know a lot of us already know what that is and what that looks like, but it looks like a lot of different things. And so I just wanted to give us a few examples. Brand awareness could be as simple as, you know, if I was wearing a, a t-shirt with my logo on it, 
It's your, your church, you know, logo on a t-shirt, that's brand awareness. Somebody taking that out and people are being coming, becoming aware of that from that shirt, uh, you know, bumper sticker. Those are the obvious ones. Even, you know, social media, p- putting posts out, you know, creating that content is building brand awareness. Uh, and then, you know, it could be as expensive as buying right field at a, at a baseball stadium, if, you know, and putting up your logo on there. And I've actually seen a church do that. Uh, and so it can be, you know, putting out a commercial on TV. It can, it can be uh, as simple as sponsoring, you know, Girl Scout, you know, or, you know, Girl Scouts or sponsoring, you know, another organization. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, anytime you put your name behind something that's, it is creating awareness and sponsorships are, you know, typically another way of doing that. And so I just wanted to to mention that really quick so that we aren't just thinking about big, you know, marketing campaigns and, and, and such, you know, it's really, it really boils down to as churches, every time we market our series or we market, um, events that we have, like that's brand awareness as well. And so I just want to give some context to that, but what got me really thinking about brand awareness for churches and, and, and some of the danger of it was when I was looking at some big brands and, and looking at the way that they're building their brands. And a lot of them are building it based on promotions. Um, it could be discounts, you know, you, you can see commercials all over if you watch any on TV anymore, but not a lot of us watch those still. But if you do, you'll see a lot of things like this week, we have a sale this week, this week, you know, or for limited time. And there's these, these, these hype buzz promotions that are happening. And so, um, what I started to see though, was it's actually not much different than a, a, a church in marketing their series. Like you don't want to miss this weekend. We've all said it. We've all heard it. We've seen it. It doesn't, when we market like that and we communicate like that, we're marketing our series off this hype or these events and we're building our brand awareness on these promotions and these short-term events and that hype. And that's no different than the mattress stores. That's no different than the car dealerships and anybody else who's marketing a discount or a sale or promotion like that. It's a short-term thing that we often are building our brand awareness on, and that's where the danger's at because what can happen, and it happens, it happens to big brands, that they just have to keep up. They have to constantly be keeping up with the next event, the next big buzz hype thing. And what happens is your purpose takes a back seat to your hype promotions, and that's the danger that we can't let our purpose as a church, our core purpose, the thing that doesn't ever change, and I'm not talking about your mission statement, but your unique core purpose that can't take a back seat to these hype buzz event promotions that, that we're doing. And that's the danger that I'm seeing happening right now. Um, because what it, what it does, like I talked about, if let's take a series, for example, a, a sermon series, you know, that sermon series lasts for four to six weeks. And if we're building our voice around that and our marketing, our brand awareness on that hype for those four to six weeks on marriage, if we're not careful, then, it's just going to be saturating the market with, well, they must just be about this one topic. And I'm, I'm not saying um, that's bad, but every four to six weeks, my point is that it changes and, and it's changing. Our voice isn't consistent. It's always a different series, different creative title or a different event. And so there's no consistency. And that is really what happens is we create short-term awareness, short-term hype and short-term buzz. And I think in return, it creates short-term memory for our audience on who we are and what we are, what we stand for. You know, they don't need to know, um, just know us for our events and our promotions. They need to know us for our purpose. And 
Uh, I think the danger is I'm seeing a lot of churches focus right now on putting their marketing dollars, their marketing efforts into a lot of short-term things instead of the long-term purpose. And so we're going to, we're going to get into some more of that inside of this episode. Um, but again, rule number three is integrity trumps trend. And so I want to give you some context on where this came from uh, and how I landed on this rule. You know, this whole process of the book Rebel Brands and these rules for building a brilliant church brand, I just think it's important that you know, first and foremost, this is from a lot of me learning what it doesn't work and myself trying it and seeing there's got to be another way. And this is, this is one of those things where I, I have been notoriously guilty of marketing based on short-term things, based on creating short-term hype and buzz a lot. When I was on staff as a creative director, that was pretty much what we did is week to week or month to month, uh, big pushes and big short-term promotions. And so I, what I started to see happen for me and our team in our church is we didn't have consistency in our message. It was always changing based on the event. It was always changing based on the series. And I didn't see a lot of great long-term results because of it. And that's where the first sort of red flag was, you know, for me was not seeing this yield anything great for us when we're building on these short-term things. And then as I started working with the church, you know, multiple churches, when I started my business circle 50, then I started to see the same thing happening. And I was seeing consistently that in the churches that were built on short-term buzz and hype, constantly changing what their voices to the, to the market based on the event, I was seeing that those churches were plateauing or even declining in growth, but the ones who were consistently building brand awareness on purpose and not hype, I have seen growth happening and I've seen healthy, sustainable growth happening. And so it really started to make me think about things when I was working with a particular client and, you know, I just, they had done a, a big campaign, a big event, and you have done the same thing. You've seen a lot of people show up and what can happen is just like this client, they saw so many people showed up and they told me when great, there was so much great energy and they thought it was a huge success. And my question for them was what long-term benefits have you seen from this? And they couldn't justify it. They fumbled over their words and the justification was there was great energy and a lot of people showed up, but they couldn't quantify that and justify that beyond that and show any results for the months past that. And I think that's where it made me start to think about as churches with limited resources, how many of us can afford to just create buzz? How many of us can afford to just create, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of hype around something and never convert that to, you know, buy-in. And so that's where it really got me thinking about the way that we communicate as a church. We don't have the resources to think short-term. We need to be thinking long-term and we can't just have this short-term hype and buzz. And so I want to help us think through that today on this episode, on this episode, some more, and we're going to get into those things specifically here. Cause the thing that we need to realize is this, I'm not uh, coming against the idea of brand awareness. I want to be clear that brand awareness is a big part of long-term marketing strategies. It's essential. It's vital. If they're not aware, they don't know who you are. That's obvious. And it's in the word itself, but brand awareness doesn't require hype. There are, there are certain times that require some hype, but you, we've all heard it, you know, the marketing, like you don't want to miss it. This weekend's going to be amazing. Those types of things, your brand awareness doesn't require that, that hype. What I really believe we have an opportunity with 
is we need to shift. Even the market itself is shifting in this, uh, you know, with, with big brands outside of the church that brands have to be known, not for their hype brands have to be known for how they help, you know, because what was once about, uh, making people aware that you exist using hype marketing is really shifted heavily to our strategies have to be about letting people know why we exist and specifically how they fit into that purpose. So it is, it has shifted from hype to now it is help that we have to build our brand on and it can't be the old school marketing of this is the biggest, best event you've ever seen. Um, I started thinking a lot about how we can market Easter's or we can market, you know, big, big con- uh, conferences that we put on. And, and I don't know why, but we always default toward it's going to be the biggest, best you've ever seen. And it reminded me, and it reminds me a lot of like car, car commercials. Now every, I love cars, but it cracks me up that, you know, this year I'm going to see a commercial probably for a car. Let's just use Dodge as an example. Uh, don't hate on them. I don't have, don't drive a Dodge, but I'm just going to use them as an example. So let's use Dodge and say that Dodge puts out a commercial right now and they release a new car and they say, this truck has 350 horsepower. It's the strongest truck we've ever had. You know, we've all heard those commercials. It's the strongest. I guarantee if they put that ad out this year, that next year I'm going to hear another ad that says, this Dodge truck is the strongest truck. It's got the most horsepower we've ever built. So we're going to keep hearing that every year, oh, it's the bigger version. It's the better version. Because what hype marketing does is hype marketing is based on always having to kind of up your last big thing or at least maintain that. You know, for those cars, one year it's more horsepower than you've ever seen until the next year they put that out. And what happens is we hear that so many times and the market has been saturated with hype marketing. Consumers are saturated with hype marketing that the the novelty of that and the belief of that, that is actually the strongest or going to stay the strongest has worn off. So we've lost that urgency that we need to respond to this. So when we market right now with, you know, this is the biggest, best that really doesn't carry a lot of weight inside of people. Uh, it, it doesn't carry the belief and conviction that you're thinking it, it might. And so we have to shift from building on hype to building a brand that is built on integrity and it's built on help more than anything. And so this shift is happening already inside the market. Uh, it needs to happen inside of our churches. And so promotions, the, the promotions that aren't centered around your brand purpose will only exhaust resources and cost you clarity at the end of the day. You know, when you're looking at, you know, we talk about that car dealer or that car Dodge. When we look at how they have to up every year, another better feature for us as churches, the way that translates to for us is that we're having to always up what we've done this weekend. Now next weekend has to be even better, or we have to at least maintain. And that's why, when it's, when promotions are based on hype and they're not centered in your brand purpose, I just believe that I've seen this, that it exhausts resources and it really costs you clarity. Both of those things, it exhausts your team internally because it's hard to keep hitting home runs. You had one big hype event to come back after week after week and do that or a big series and keep doing that week after week. It's going to exhaust your team. 
It's impossible to do that every single week. And then it's going to cost you clarity because you're constantly building on the temporary on this next short term thing that you're focused on. And so it costs you resources with your team, buy-in and then clarity overall. And so integrity does trump trend. Let's just look at a few ways then uh, how we can practice this and make this practical for you. So the first thing that I would challenge you to do is this. Always ask, how does this promotion connect with our purpose? I was reading a book um, and I believe it's called A Brand New World and I cannot remember the author, but I'll put the notes and uh, I'll put the, the book, the link for it in the show notes. But it's, it was the like chief marketing officer or creative director for, uh, he was for Nike and then Starbucks. And so it's a really interesting read. I would uh, recommend it to all of you. But inside of this, he was talking about um, when he came on Star with Starbucks, Star Starbucks had an opportunity to enter into a partnership with United Airlines. And what I loved about reading his, the way they went through the, the decision-making was, you know, a lot of it, United Airlines had a big reach. They had a big brand already established. This is before Starbucks was huge. And so the opportunity to be part of that airline um, could on the surface look like this is just going to be a huge opportunity, a big win, but they were meticulous about making sure that the, the quality of the coffee wasn't um, tainted at all. They were, they were meticulous about making sure that there was absolute integrity preserved in the way that the coffee was served. And just watching them, you know, tear apart it from the, the flavor to the presentation and overall quality, they, they wanted to make sure that this partnership and this promotion, this brand awareness would align with their purpose and of their brand and not dilute it. And I love that. When I read that, it made me think about us as churches that, is it possible that some of our promotions are actually diluting our brand? They're not aligning with our brand, they're diluting. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you can't actually connect your purpose to the promotion and it was just a cool event, if that's all you can look back and say is that was a great event, there's a lot of energy and a lot of people showed up. If that's all that happened with that, you're missing the point. Because at that point, I would argue that you're not much different than just an event center. Attracting people, moving them in, and then they're out, and then attracting them again to the next thing. But as churches... It's not about hype. We're not event centers. It's about help. And it's about building our promotions around on integrity and being true to the purpose that we have. And I love, and I think there's a lot to learn from if a brand like Starbucks is so worried about the alignment that they have with their promotions and the brand awareness that they create, if they're so consumed with making sure it doesn't dilute their brand, we as churches, I think, can learn a lot from that as well. And we need to be obsessed over pure alignment with our purpose and never letting that take the back seat and diluting that brand purpose for the sake of hype and buzz. And so let's go on to the next thing. So the first thing that we need to do is just make sure that asking ourselves, how does this promotion connect with our purpose? And then the next thing that I would say is, how can we extend this short-term event and promotion? Okay, so be thinking through if you do hype buzz marketing, which we need to from time to time, that's why I said I'm not against it, but when we draw the people in, whether it's series, how can you take that one thing that you, you, that event you had and that hype and buzz marketing that you had, how can you take that now and extend its reach beyond that one event? That's the way that we need to be thinking. So what do you need to do 
you know, if you choose to have a hype event, I would say have a conversion plan. So not a conversion plan to convert them to Christianity, which is obviously part of it, but I'm talking about converting them from being attracted now to converting them to being connected. And so we used to do Easter services um, like really, really big, really, really big. I mean, we'd see 40,000 people come through. And one of the things I learned from, from my pastor at the time when I was on staff, Pastor Kerry Shook, he showed me that idea of converting them from attracted to connected by being super intentional on getting their information and tracking their, their progress of their journey um, toward, you know, church and towards Christ. And so we had a connect card that, you know, he made everybody basically make a decision in that service that would either be like, I've acknowledged Christ, um, not today, or I'll be thinking about it. It was like three things and those might not be the exact three, but everyone filled it out. He made everybody fill that out and asked everybody I'm saying. And so by doing that, we had information, we had follow-up opportunities to connect specifically to where they're at. If they said, I'm thinking about this thing, you know, I'm thinking about church. I'm thinking about the idea of Christ in my life. We could communicate to them specifically in that way. And so having I, if you're going to do hype buzz events, I really want to see that you have a conversion plan, moving them from attracted to connected. All right. So those are the, those are the two things you're going to, you're going to have to have hype buzz marketing from time to time, but I want to see us building that brand awareness on our purpose. And so you, you practice this by making sure that your promotions are always connected to the purpose and then making sure that if you're doing buzz or short term event things, extending that and that just stewards in your resources that you have as a church. And that helps you. So here's the big takeaways, five big takeaways for you from this episode. And that is this, the first thing, telling people how amazing it's going to be doesn't make their decision. In fact, the hype can often cover up the help. I really want to challenge you that you don't have to feel the pressure and buy into the lie that the more you tell them it's going to be amazing, that it's going to change their mind about showing up or not. It doesn't make a difference in it. And if anything, stop telling them it's going to be amazing and show them, connect them to the help and why this would matter to their life, why they should show up, not because of the bells and whistles, but really the value that it adds to their life. Okay. Number two, promotions must align with purpose. We've talked a lot about that. No need to go into that anymore, but whatever you're doing, your promotions have to align with your purpose. Number three, build brand awareness around your purpose more than your promotions. And so what I mean by that is using, using stories in your church as a marketing voice is actually more effective and more consistent than constantly using your church, you know, your uh, series, you know, sermon series or your events that you're having using stories week in and week out, using your pastor, putting out their voice and their message to the, to people on social media that actually builds a consistent brand awareness and message more than promotions will. And so Build your awareness around purpose, not just around promotions, short-term events and hype. And then number four, only start what you can sustain. The biggest problem with, with hype is, like I said, just like those cars every year, we have to have more horsepower. Same thing for your church. Don't start something you can't sustain. Having a big event one weekend that made the service look really great. You had special musicians come in and it was just the most amazing you know, presentation. And then next week you're back to you know, mediocre at best, that doesn't do any good. You know, um, again, back to pastor Kerry shook when I was working with him, 
one of the things that we really shifted uh, on or toward was if we let's not make the Easter weekend experience and the big events, let's not make those any different than what they would experience week to week, because I don't want them coming in on that one Sunday and then coming in the week after and saying, well, where'd all the you know cool lights go? Where'd all the great music go? Okay. And so only start where you can sustain. And then number five, free yourself from the lie uh, that more is better. I think that the problem is that we get bored. We get discontent. We get bored with our own I guess the way that we're doing things and we think about all these things that add hype and buzz just because we're bored. And oftentimes people, what you do at the basic, uh, in its simplest form as a church ministering to people, meeting their needs, that, and that is enough. That is enough. And so don't buy into the lie that more is better. Don't get bored with your brand and your experience that you create and just try to overhype it. Um, because you think that other people are bored too. All right. So that is all for this episode. Just remember, if you're going to build a brilliant brand, it has to be built on integrity, not trends, built on the purpose that you have, stay true to that and don't get discontent or in bored with it. All right. All of this, again, like I said, it's based on the new standard for communicating for your church, um, the book rebel brands, but the framework to help you actually do this is the brilliant brands framework. And you can learn more about that at brilliantbrands.com. Again, rate, review, subscribe, give me your feedback. I'd love to hear that. And uh, just thank you. Thank you to everybody who's been on this journey with me. Uh, I would really encourage you, part of this journey would that would help you to, to move along with this would be to get the book, Rebel Brands. Um, it's not about selling the book. It's just about getting this mindset and understanding. There's the things I'm talking about inside of each of these episodes. I didn't take word for word from the book, what's inside of there. So if you get the book, you're going to get different content um, than what you're getting here. So I would encourage you to go get the book. And um, I just want to keep challenging you to do whatever it takes to rebel against complacency, comfort, and conformity. Fight for your brilliance as a church. And until next episode, make today great. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The Brilliant Brand Show is powered by Circle 50 Creative. You can learn more about how we help ministries solve critical ministry moments with the right message, brand visuals, and strategies at circle50.com.